Welcome to Kashmir on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir Magazine. And tonight's show will be a very interesting one, and we're going to be a lot of calling in, hopefully. Uh, the program tonight is dedicated to and about children. That means we're interested in the children calling in. I don't want any adults to call. Maybe later on we'll accept the adults calling. When we first started this show uh, almost four years ago, Baruch Hashem, we at that time had a large number of young people listening to the show, basically from the ages of 10 and up till uh, their till their 20s, and of course the adults as well. But it was very exciting that we had these callers, uh, teen, young teenagers and preteens. It was very inspiring, and I enjoyed it very much. And Unfortunately, recently, we haven't had so many. A lot of people, maybe a lot of calls from adults, and that keeps the kids out. Maybe the, kid, maybe the parents want to call, and they let the kids not call. But I'm very interested tonight just to hear from the children. If we have extra time, we'll take calls from adults as well. But from 9 to 19, yes, ages 9 to 19, that's what the show is for tonight. And tonight's show is dedicated uh, to a Rafur Shlema for Riona Bas Brocha, who's having surgery tom- tomorrow morning in Israel. So uh, the, she should have a Rafur Shlema on the operation. should be a success. I'd like to uh, mention, if you have children in the house, bring them now to listen to the show. If you don't have any children, so listen for them, because the material we're covering applies to adults regarding their children and to children regarding their own issues dealing with kosher. We're only interested in kosher's topics tonight, and you can call in at any time. The, the studio number is 718-683-5858. For the children only, 9 to 19, ages 9 to 19. Studio number 718-683-5858. And the text line 347-927-8398 to let us hear what you're thinking about when you talk about Kashrus. What does it mean to you? And for to give you a little bit of an idea so people could uh, you know relate to what I'm talking about, I'm going to give you a few thoughts of what the children should be considering, and maybe we should all, as adults, should be, should be considering guarding the children. You know, we ask our children uh, to be special. They go to visit friends. They go, they neighbors. Uh, how do they deal with every situation? Sometimes even mishpacha. Sometimes you're taking your children to somebody in the mishpacha, and you tell them, you know, we're not going to eat everything here today. That's a very difficult thing. It's difficult for them to accept difficult for them to adjust to. It's difficult for them to understand why. And that's the topic of tonight. Uh, how are my ideas of kashras? What I think means to you children. What what I think, what, how does it relate to other people? How do I understand the other people? How do they understand me? Because sometimes they don't understand me. Sometimes other, uh, other children or, or, or adults look at me as strange because I have different kashras standards based upon what my parents told me. These are issues that children deal with on a daily basis, from the nosh that they're handed to by the friend you want to trade, or to the or to the invitation, let's say after after Yeshiva and you're home, let's stop for this over there, or sometimes an invitation, an actual invitation to a party, and you have to tell the child you can't eat everything. It's a very, very delicate situation, and that's some of the topics that we're going to take up tonight. Understanding and accepting the parents' rules and the school's rules. Where to eat out, 
That's the question kids are asking all the time. Can I eat here? Can I eat there? And sometimes they can't even work with the parents. The parents may have, um, you know, a different, uh, a different concept. They may not be familiar with some of the cautious issues. And we do get calls from children very often in the office of the Cautious Magazine over these issues. There's a little, there's differences in different standards. Uh, how, how do we set up a standard of cautious standards in our house? How do, what, what are the appropriate ways to deal with it? I mean, there's, there's all kinds of hashkachas. There's 1,362, 1,064 organizations worldwide. How do we decide which ones to use? When your parents are telling you something, what are they telling you? Is it something you can live with? Is it something you find difficulty with? These are the topics we want to take up tonight. And then it gets also into the Indian of brachos and cereals, etc. I have a, a thing you can get it yourself from the internet, from the Star K. 24 pages of the different cereals and their brachos. 24 pages of the cereals and their brachos. Downloaded it from the... Uh, Star K, and if any children want to call in and ask about the bracha on their particular cereal that they're used to eating, or that they, they have a shayla, what, what the bracha is, or they just want to know about that, so believe that there, we'll, we'll look it up here on the list, it goes alphabetical, and hopefully we'll be able to find their cereals on the list. If not, we'll try to find out for them maybe a different time. And also, we'll show you some of the interesting things about, as I mentioned in the previous shows, about the Cheerios, that some of them are even though Cheerios is always thought to be Mizonos, we have a large list of Cheerios that are Shahakol. So that's going to be mentioned later too. Yitzhak I remember to do everything. So uh, without further ado, I see we're getting callers, and we're going to take the callers now. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the Air over J Radio. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Uh, first uh, tell me, first uh, tell me. Kids tell me that Snyder's have a good after. Okay, first tell me how old you are and uh, what your first name is. Twelve. And your and first my name is Shlomo. Okay, Shlomo. You want to know about Schneider's, whether it's a good hashkacha. I can't really answer the sh- on the show about whether hashkacha is a good hashkacha or not. I can give you ideas of how to find out, and we're going to be talking a little later about the different kinds of rules that the parents have or the yeshivas have and, and, and what's involved in them. But if you called me privately, I could maybe answer you if you catch me, but I'm not always is in it, the office. Is I, it I, OU or OUD? Uh, that's something you have to look on the package. It says OU. It, says, it says OU Dairy, and then kids tell me that they call the company and it says that it's dairy equipment. Okay. So now the right thing to do is not to call the company. It's to call the OU. And their telephone number is 212-563-4000. That's 212-563-4000. Okay, thank you for the call. Okay, another call. Good. You're on Cassius on the air. Can we help you? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? Okay, but we wanted kids to call tonight, 9 to 19. Do you qualify? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 21. Yeah, okay. Um, so I had a silo because I like your topic, but I think there can be a lot of um, gray area, which is, I guess, the point of having a show. Right. But I heard a story once of Chaim that he went to Chaim Meiser over Pesach, and he served him, like, a tea with sugar in it. And, yeah. like, Chaim drank And then when he walked out, he, like, spit it out, and he was, like, spitting. 
So this tummy is a massive. Like, if you're so machmer to spit it out, because it's like over Pesach, why do you even drink it? Right. He said, what do you mean? If Haimah gave me the tea, I wasn't not going to drink it because of my chumras. So it just goes to show you that you can have a chumrah, and then you could be normal about it. And, and that's, that's really coming up with an objective standard of what's totally not allowed. And then everything else, saying a chumrah is a chumrah, right. calling it for what it is, and saying you can rely on it if you're in extenuating circumstances. Right, that's a very important point, and I, I could tell you that I made many calls to my Rebbe over the years <laughs> on, the, on different situations that came up in family situations, definitely in family situations, or as you say, sometimes you're forced into a situation. The famous story with Rav Moshe Feinstein, everybody knows that story, that Rav Moshe Feinstein did not drink blended whiskey because he was choshish that they added a certain percent of wine. Now, the amount of wine that they added was what we call bottle b'sheish, which definitely was not a sixth. There was definitely six times as much uh, schnapps as there was wine in there. It was much, much, much more than that. But there was possibly 2%, which means there wouldn't be bottle b'sheishim. So there's two halachas. The real halacha says Ramesha is that it's bottle b'sheish, but there's a minig that he personally had that he would not drink anything that wasn't bottle b'sheishim. On wine, so he said. But but uh, however, when it came to a, a situation where he was a, at a simcha and they put in front of him a schnapps, he would drink it, even though he knew that it had the shaila, but only according to the minig that he was trying to be followed. So he would mevatel his minig in order to um, in order to not to embarrass anybody, and that's definitely very important for everybody to consider. But you have to know how to decide the gvul. When do you say, I have to do it? And when do you say that I'm allowed to let it go for this case? And that's why we have rebellion. And that's why I always used to call my Rebbe to ask that shayla. And I suggest that other people who have that kind of shayla should ask too. Of course, the sign with Maisa with Rabbi Chaim Moser, I can understand why, you know, he would have drank it. But, uh, but if, it's, if it's something that's a little less than Chaim Rabbi Chaim Moser, if it's a more of a, an interesting shayla, so you do need some guidelines. And the Rebbe will be able to explain to you how far you should go to extend for that. Obviously, you can't eat everything everywhere just because somebody will feel bad. On the other hand, you can't also follow all your guidelines, or uh, you can do it, but you might turn a lot of people off. It might be an in- a difficult situation to handle, and really, you might be doing more damage than, than not giving, letting go this time. Thank you very much for the call. The whole board's lit up. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the air. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the yeah. air. Well, I, 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 hello? Yes, go ahead. How do you ca- cousin a, a wooden sink? One second, one second. First of, first of all, how old are you? Almost nine. Almost nine. You're almost nine. And you want to know how to kosher a wooden sink? You wouldn't, yeah. be able, you wouldn't be able to kosher a wooden sink. But I don't know any sinks that are wood. Uh, it, you know, I think they would get ruined. The wood sink would get ruined. I don't think a sink could, uh, could last if it was wooden because the wood would rot. But if you, if you have a shayla like that, uh, you, you, would pr- you probably wouldn't be able to kosher it. No. Okay. Thank you very much for the call. Okay, another call. You're on kosher Sandiyah. Can we help you? Yeah. Um, why doesn't OU... Give Ashkach on Listerine. What? What is it? Why doesn't OU give Ashkach on everything that doesn't have Ashkach? No, the list 
Listerine. Is there a specific no, no, reason why none. Listerine doesn't get yeah, an OU? Absolutely. They didn't apply What's for the it. What's the reason? They didn't apply for it. What ingredient is in Listerine that? It doesn't have any bearing on that. You ask me why it doesn't have an OU? Because they never probably never asked for it. If they asked for it, then what happens is. No, Listerine did originally have, and then they stopped. I don't believe I ever saw Listerine with, with maybe your Listerine strips. Way back. And also in Israel, there's, there's a, a good on it also. Okay. So let, let's start from square one. I don't know that Listerine ever had an OU. It, it may be the Listerine thing that you put on, the, on, the, on, the, uh, on your teeth. But, uh, but, the, but the, 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 the Listerine antiseptic thing that you wear, the, the mouthwash, I don't ever remember seeing with an OU. If it did have an OU, so then they were able to control everything at that time, and either the company decided not to continue to pay the money, or they switched their ingredients and the OU couldn't continue it. That's something you could ask the OU and call them. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to get uh, through. No, because you... I know in Israel there's a badass on their, on their Listerine mouthwash, okay. and okay, over let, here let, um, it doesn't even have OU. Okay, let's, so let's go back. One, I'm going to say it once more. In, list, in the Eretz Israel, if the Badatz has a hashgacha on something that's called Listerine, that means that the company went to the Badatz and said, will you give the hashgacha? And the, 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 and the Badatz, the Edechareides, looked into it. And they not only looked into it, but they sent somebody to America or wherever it's being made, and they uh, observed it, and or they, uh, and, and, or they produced it there in Israel with the controls that they have. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the Listerine that was sold here is the same mm-hmm. as the Badatz. Do you understand what I'm saying or not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so in I other, do. In other I words, do. in other words, uh, first of all, Listerine is not a food, and, uh, and it, those that don't have anything, uh, uh, you know, very scary in it might be. Some people permit it without ashkacha. Some people say you should have ashkacha, but uh, you can't take what you see in Israel. Let's say, for example. Um, uh, P- Pepsi. Pepsi uh, is the same product where it's here or in Israel, but that's because they're, they're buying the syrup here and taking it to Israel, and they do special hashkacha on it when they come to America, the, uh, the Badatz of the Edechareides. But for example, uh, Coca-Cola and these things, they're made in different countries. It may be the ingredients are kosher in one country, but the very same ingredients could be non-kosher in another country because it's the source of where they get it from. So you cannot tell by looking at a product Product, make decision about something else that you don't see in front of you. you so if you, if you see Listerine in Israel with Ashkacha, that means the Listerine in Israel has Ashkacha. It doesn't have anything to do with the Listerine you see in the country here. Okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Go ahead. You're on, you're on Kasha's on the air. Can I help you? Who, me? Yes, go ahead. Um, how do you Kasha a pot with plastic candles? Well, it, what, why do you have to Kasha it? Because it was a flesh-shaker pot, and like a pizza, like, touched it when it was hot. A pizza touched it when it was hot. A pizza touched it was, the pizza was, uh, the, the, the pot was hot, or the pizza was hot, or both? Uh, I think both. And, and do you know how hot that was? Was that? Mm, no, I don't know. Okay. But let's say, you, let's say your mother said, or somebody said, it was very hot, and it was going to become really, uh, really trafe now. Okay. So... In, in such a case, um, it, it was the fire on. Was the was the food cooking? No, it wasn't on. The fire okay. wasn't on. So then, I, I would say, 
uh, based upon what you're telling me, although I'd, I'd love to know more, but I would say that you wouldn't have to worry so much about the handles. You have to cash the whole pot. But, but the handles, in most cases in a pot, are, um, you know, uh, they may be connected, but they may not necessarily conduct heat there. So I don't think that the plastic handles became trafe. That's why they're plastic, so you shouldn't get your hands hurt. So I don't think there's an issue uh, about that. And uh, I would definitely uh, allow it. Uh, yes, a, a spoon or I'm sorry, a knife with a handle that's plastic, I wouldn't kosher. Uh, there's certain things, a fork with a handle with it's plastic, I wouldn't kosher it. But something that you're describing, I would say, in the story you're telling me, I would say you could kosher it and not worry about the plastic handles. So you have to take off the handles and you kosher it. You can take the handles off? Um, no, that's what I'm asking. I, How do you kosher uh, without taking off the handles? Well, the, you, first of all, a pot is a very big problem to kosher. Because if it's a very big pot, you have to put it into a bigger pot. And that's very hard to find sometimes, a pot that's big enough to put it into. You have to you have, to have the, the hot boiling water in a, in a pot that's bigger, and you stick it in while, it's, while the, bo- the water's boiling, and you, th- and you let it fall down and be completely covered uh, by the, the water. And that may be an impossible thing. If it's a small pot, we could stick it into a big pot, and maybe just stick it in once and then just take it right out. But if it's, if it, if it's something that um, a big pot, the only way to kosher it is to put the hot boiling water, uh, cook, cook up water in it, and then push the water off the sides of the top, which is very dangerous, and no children should do it, and even adults have to be very careful. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you for the call. I see, I see that nobody, nobody's calling on my topic, which is really about standards, but I, I'll answer all the questions, even in the Keppel Leffel Shilas. We'd like to hear about the cereals, if you want to know the brook on your favorite cereal, and I'd love to hear about the different standards that your parents are giving you, that uh, the yeshiva is giving, and what you find, for example, the hardest thing to do, what you personally find challenging, um, you, you know, in, and, and, and how you deal with the fact that there's different rules that you have than your friends have or your cousin has or your neighbors have. These are issues that I think children should be interested in, and we'd love to hear from you, whether you're 9, 10, 11, 12, all the way till 19. we got a 21-year-old, but okay, we'll try to stick to the 9 to 19 for the next while. Okay, we have more callers. Go ahead, please. Hi. Uh, um, I wanted to know, I was looking in ShopRite yesterday, and it was a bottle of soda. I wanted to buy a can of soda, and I couldn't find, I found the key on the soda for kosher, but it didn't have, uh, like, any real hexer. And then on the soda bottle on the cover, it has a cuff cake. Is there a difference between the can and the bottle? It's the same yeah, company, okay. same soda. Excellent question. Excellent question. The answer is maybe yes and maybe no. You weren't looking at the right place. The, re- <laughs> the place to look is at the name of the company. The company is a bottling company. There's... Okay, you so know, let's say um, on the C-grand on the small or on the side, Canada Dry or all of them, they all have the same. No, 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 they don't, no, 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 they don't. Really, they don't. It says bottled by the Canada Dry Company or whatever company, and it says right. a city and a state. It may even give a code number for the for the for the bottling plant, and they're not necessarily the same. So here's the way it works. The, no, it's not what I meant. I meant that the. Um, all the companies had the same problem that I was looking at. Okay, but I'm trying to explain it to you, okay? okay. Um, the K could be anybody. 
It doesn't even have to be a rabbi. It could be the owner of the plant claims it's kosher. The kafke is the kafke. That's a hashkacha. It could be sometimes the K and the Kuf K is the same because the company might be putting on a K even though the Kuf K gives the Ashkacha. You can't put a Kuf K on if it's not the Kuf K, but you can put a K on or an, instead of an OU or an, a Kuf K. Now, what, what's really going on is like this. To make, a, to make a, a soda, you have to have the soda, um, the, the syrup, and you have to have the water and the sugar. In this case, they don't like to say sugar. They say cane syrup, but whatever it is, the sugar and the water and the bubbles and all that, that's added on in the plant. They buy syrup or get syrup delivered from the main plant, which makes it, and they add it to the water and the sugar. The water and the sugar is no shyla. It's standard procedure. Water and cane sugar is not a problem at all. They're not considered about concerned about it. So there are plants that have... Uh, different hashkachos. So it might be that the company that makes, let's say, Pepsi, or uh, let's say makes Pepsi, the company that makes Pepsi has a hashkacha called Rabbi, the Rabbi Charlap. He and his, I, I think his son or his grandson or whoever else is assisting him. So they have a they have a hashkacha, Rabbi Charlap, and they just use a plain K on the, on the regular Pepsi. But you can get Pepsi coming out with a, a diamond K. You can get Pepsi coming with a with a, uh, a cuff K, you might find Pepsi with other Ks, with other organizations, because that they're giving the Ashkocha on the bottling plant. Rabbi Chalap is giving on the raw syrup, and sometimes the company, like Pepsi, owns their own bottling plants, and Rabbi Chalap has them. And sometimes they, they're being bottled in companies that are not owned by Pepsi, and maybe the Kuf K is certifying one of them, and the Diamond K is certifying another one of them. It's now, I know it's very confusing. And we've said always that we feel in America, in the United States of America, the companies like Pepsi and Coke, the plain products, Pepsi, Coke, and some others, I can't tell you right now on the, on the show, but some of the plain products like this can be used even with no ashkacha on it if it was made in the United States because they must use the syrup that is actually certified. And the bottling is not really affecting the kashras at all. Okay? Okay, so all you have to do basically for Pepsi and Coke is really check to see if it's made here. Made in the United States. The rain, regular Pepsi and Cokes. If you're saying now some of the other flavors, again, we should read that bottling plan. Sometimes it says licensed, but under under licensing agreement with. That means to say that the company that bottles may be able to do something more independently. In that case, I wouldn't be so happy. But uh, in, in any event, uh, the plain products using if they're using the syrup in the United States, then it is going to be it's going to be okay. All right. Right. Thank you very much okay. for the call. Thank you. Have a good day. Another caller. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Hello? Yeah. What part do we make on Twizzlers? Uh, on what? Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Okay, one second. Okay, one second. Good, good, good. First of all, how old are you? How old are you? Doesn't he hear me? Nine. Nine? Okay. Um, let me... See if I can find Twizzlers. If we have it here. And 
We don't have it. Twizzlers is a is a cereal. The Twizzlers I thought was the uh, is is a candy. Yeah. Oh, I don't have that here. I only have cereals today. I'm sorry. I know the Shiloh. The Twizzlers is like this. He definitely is flour there. So some people say the flour is enough to make Mizonos, and the others say it's a candy, and the flour is just to hold it together. I can't tell you. I didn't look into the actual way it was made. It's an interesting Shiloh. For that, you have to ask a Rav for a Psak, and there's more than one opinion. So whoever your Rav is, in your shul where you're daven or in the yeshiva, whatever, you can ask and they will, they will tell you the answer according to the psak that they have, okay? Okay. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you for listening. You're on Kasha Sandia. Can we help you? Hi. Um, do you know which bracha you make on mazor pizza dough? Again, this is not uh, on uh, pizza dough. I don't know what it is. Mazor pizza dough. Again, I don't have it in front of me, but my guess is we're talking about if you're making it into a uh, uh, something. It's mini pizza doughs. It's you can, not you a can, big yeah, I understand. You can dough. make it into a. Depends what you make out of it. I mean, I don't. If you make something which uh, would be, let's say, ultimately hamotzi, let's say it was like a bread type of thing with not not too much uh, sugar and other things added to it, the chances are the bracha should be. Hamotzi, because you have flour and water right. as a majority. But if you make a Mazonas kind of thing out of it, you put, let's say, a filling inside, or you add a lot of sugar or whatever else to it, then you, the bracha is going to change to be Mazonos. So it really ends up to be more, I think, what you make with it. I, that's as far right. as so I understand. If it's just pizza, if it's just like pizza sauce and cheese, then I ought to have to wash? If you make pizza, which you have to look, look at the ingredients. If the pizza dough says flour and water, and then it maybe mentions a little bit of oil there, or maybe a little fruit juice. The general approach is that it is hamotzi, a pizza is hamotzi. Again, let's put it this way. There's two sheetas. Go to a store and buy a pizza, right? So mm-hmm. there are some people who make hamotzi because, the, because the, it's flour and water, the, the pizza dough. Others making mazonas because it's a snack food. There's two different sheetas. If you eat a lot of it, you have to wash and bench. How much is a lot? Right. Two or three pieces. Three pieces for sure, two pieces of shiloh. Uh, if, you, if you eat the crust, just the crust, it's hamotzi. That's what, that what David Feinstein told me, even though his father was makel on, said, said mizonas on a pizza, he said the, the crispy dough is, if you just eat that alone, the brach is hamotzi, no question about it. Because the dough itself is really hamotzi material. So, again, right. if you make this thing that way, and it's mostly flour and water, so you came to the same machlokas about the pizza, and whatever your Rav told you to do about regular pizza should be the same with this pizza dough. Okay, okay. thank you very much for calling. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a you're, nice. Okay, you're unconscious on the air. Can we help you? Yes, hi. Um, um, I have a question about the Coke. Where does it say on the bottle where it's made? On the bottom, on, on the bo- on the, somewhere towards the bottom or the back. Or even on the bottle. It's somewhere it's the bottle, because st- I have one like here in front of me, and I'm just looking, and I can't find. You have a, have a label? Doesn't yeah, say, a label. It doesn't say bottled by. It has to say it. Bottled by? Yeah. Um, we're looking. Your mother or father will find it. I'm telling you. No, my mother's here with me. She can't find it. it then then the, that on the bottle itself, it might be in a, in, in a engraved on the bottle. 
It is, on the it might be that way too. I'm not sure, but I I, I could imagine that it says license. It says, it says a certain number, giving a, a the plant number there. Legally, they have to do that. It's impossible not right, to do. It. Oh, okay. Legally, it must be told where it's bottled because in case of chaspa sholem, somebody gets sick, they have to be able to make a recall on all of the things that were made in that plant. Mm-hmm. So legally, they have to put on the plant that it was made in. It's a law. Okay. Okay. If you don't find it, uh, look again. Thank okay. you very much for the call. Okay, you're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? Hello. Yes, go ahead. You're on the uh, you're on the uh, air. you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, um, I want to know uh, if uh, a product and Israel does it need a hechsher? Of course, it needs a hechsher. Does it need an Israeli hechsher? Is that all you? No. Again, it's made in Israel. Doesn't make it kosher. There are wines that are made in Israel that you're not allowed to eat, to drink. They're really not kosher at all. There are products in Israel that are 100% treif. There are non-Jews living in Israel, or the Arabs, the Christians, and a lot of food that is made in Israel is not kosher at all. So, of course you have to have ashkocha. Does it have to have an Israeli ashkocha and an American ashkocha? That's the only reason why it's getting American ashkochas is because they want to sell it here and they think we understand the American ashkochas better than the Israeli ashkochas. But some of the best... If it has the OU, who are they being signed to call in there to show? Good, I'm going to answer that question. But let's say, for example, the ashkocha like Shevis Yisrael or the badats of the Eid Haredes, these are better than any ashkocha in the whole world. These are the tops in the whole world, probably. Rabbi Rubin, Ramachovot, these are the top three, probably, ashkochas in the whole world, or at least they're the best, some of the best. So you don't have to have an American ashkocha. The reason they get the American ashkocha is to get people like you to buy it. Now, the OU in Eretz Israel is from Eretz Israel. They have a department with a person who's there full-time, with a whole staff that's there full-time. They give Ashkocha on restaurants. They give Ashkocha on products they, that are sold in Israel and the products that are sold back here in the States. So they don't have anybody from America flying to Israel to do the certification. And they're not soymich on anybody. They have their own independent Hashkoch in Eretz Israel, which is related to the Hashkoch in America. The American OU runs the OU in Eretz Israel, but they have a person who's appointed to be the head of Eretz Israel. Every once in a while, and, they fire and him. One, and more, the, and one the, more question. Yeah, well, let me finish. Uh, strawberries. Yeah. Do you have to eat? Do you have cornflakes or Adama or Shaka? Well, I, I, a cornflakes, it depends which company makes it. The Kellogg's company is. Uh, is is Beret Pri Adama, but uh, Kemach and some of the others are going to be Shahakal. Because, because the difference is whether you're using a whole grain of the go- the corn and it's just pressed down and wet and pressed down, like they make by like Kellogg's makes cornflakes. The other way to make cornflakes is used like flour, small pieces, and you, you, you push it together again. So those cereals that are using the, the powdered uh, corn, then the broch is shahakal. Okay, fine. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling and for listening. Go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can we help you? Um, hi, I wanted to know if Kellogg's special red berries is kosher. Oh, kosher is something else. Does it have ashkocha? Well, I don't know. It's Kellogg's. It's a red berries one. I know, but the red berries, it, it has ashkocha or not? I, I don't see it. It says a K. So K means that the, the hashkocha is from 
on, on Kellogg's, not everything else, there's a hashgacha from that's called the Vad Harabonim of Massachusetts. There's an organization in Massachusetts, state of Massachusetts, called the Vad Harabonim of Massachusetts, and they give hashgacha the Kellogg cereals that have a K. So if it has a K, they stay in behind it. I can't answer you now whether you should be using it or not. When we looked into it a while ago, I don't think we had someone on the radio or somebody called me or whatever it was. It seems that that those cereals, or somebody called me in the office, those cereals do contain strawberries. And whatever you do about strawberries, you know, is what you would do. I'm not going to tell you you can't use them, but many people don't use strawberries at the present time. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Okay, I'm going to take a little bit of a break from the calls for a moment. And uh, we have some people who texted in here, but I'm going to just take a break for a moment and get back to the busy lines, phone lines. You can call. There's a few openings here at the studio number is 718-683-5858. Again, 718-683-5858. Or you can text us at 347-927-8398. And I'm going to take some of the texts right away. And I'll just remind everybody that tonight's show is dedicated to the Rafur Schleber for Yonabat Brocha, who is having surgery tomorrow morning in Eretz Israel. Our, our uh, sponsor for Kashrus on the Air is Glotmart. And when you think of Glotmart conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M, you should think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glotmart. At Glotmart, you'll save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glotmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all those special items you purchased in the store. And at Glotmart, the quality of meats is A1, with kosher certification for both the Star K and the Vatikashas of Flatbush, with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor. At Glotmart, you're getting quality kashras. And here are some of the items that are sale, on sale right now, today, and tomorrow. Marvin Chickens. Two forty nine a pound, whole quartered eighth. You take, you choose them. Two forty nine a pound, a great price. Uh, they have veal spare ribs, eight forty a pound. They have boneless pot roast, great for chowing, nine sixty nine a pound. And uh, you have uh, bagels, multicolored or black and white cookies, twenty four ounce, four ninety nine. Lipton tea bags, hundred count. $2.99. Lieber's sandwich cookies, 13 ounce, two for $3. Um, Lieber's wheat crackers, 10 ounce, regular or reduced fat, $2.39. And uh, they have a, a nice sale on the mushrooms, $1.25. Uh, red potatoes, $49 a pound. Plenty of items on sale at Glotmart. And the Glotmart is, is located at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dovin Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashrus on the Air over J Root Radio. And thank him for making this show possible. Okay, our, our phones are lit up. I don't know. I can't get. I want to answer a few questions here from the from the. Uh, I know you're calling in. Hold on. I'm going to try to get to everybody. Uh. People are asking about Kashra Shaila here when buying ice cream in a pharmacy, Khal of Achkum, which Heksha should you say is the best? Well, we're not going to make a decision which Heksha is the best. Um, 
the gentleman wants, a lady or whoever it is, wants to say that the Twizzlers should be Mizonos because it has gluten. It has flour. Not just gluten, it has flour. But the, uh, and he says that it's just enough to be not gluten-free. But it, it, the, the truth of the question is, flour doesn't make a thing Mizonos. It's the reason the flour is put in. That's really the main reason. If it's a tremendous amount of flour, then we have to go with the flour content. But it's a very big shiloh, and you're best off asking your rub. We'll take the call. Let's go ahead. You're on Cautious on the air. Can we help you? Yeah. Um, they're frozen, cut-up fruits from Costco. Doesn't need a hexer? Well, I mean, they're, they're just plain fruits, right? Yeah. I don't they're know if it's... Up. Yeah, I understand. But is it, does it mention ingredients and it just mentions those, those things? Or, in other words, are any other ingredients mentioned? Does it say some preservative or something? Um. If it doesn't say anything, it can't really have been treated. They would have to say something on the outside. If they, if they, I, I, I mean, they might have put something on and I'm not familiar with it. But if you bought cut-up fruit... My general feeling is, especially something like in a Costco where there's a large amount and they're frozen like this, they would use a knife, and even if it had been a dirty knife at one time or a non-kosher knife, it, by the end of all of the cutting and everything, you don't have to worry about it. So if there's no other ingredients, it sounds like it might be all right. I don't know. I can't tell you. I really can't tell you. Thank you very much. Go ahead. Your next caller. Go ahead. You're on the cautious on the air. Me? Yes, go ahead. Well, I once got this box of candies, and I was like, oh, okay, and like a shoe, like something like that. Okay, my, my problem is knowing what you mean, because there are several hashkachas that look like a shield. Tell me the name of the candy. Um, it's like a Mike and Ike box, like... It's not Mike and Ike's. This, this, it's like, uh, it's like the, I'm not sure what it's called. It's like those, it, it, it's um from Ferraro Pan? Ferrara pan? I don't know. You have it in front of you? No, I okay. had one. Okay. Like, if Ferrara pan, Ferrara pan company has something that people are calling a shield K. It's not a real shield K. It's a, on the top is an M, on the bottom is a U, and a K in the middle. And that's called um, Upper Midwest Kashmir. He has another name also. And that is a Chabad guy, Rabbi. It's a, it's a good ashkocha on that product, and you shouldn't be concerned about it. But the trouble is that they're not always on the box. And when it's not on the box, it was made in a different plant that's not kosher certified and shouldn't be used. So if you see that symbol on the Ferrara pan, you could use it. But be careful because the same kind of product, same name, will sometimes not have it on the box, and then you can't use it. Thank you for the calls. I mean, yeah, we're going to take some more calls, but I just want to make a few uh, mention of a few items that are very important to know. Number one is that uh, you're familiar that we had the Mashkiach of the Year Award, and we had the Mashkiach of the Year, Barry Nash, on the radio uh, back uh, a few weeks ago. And we wrote up the magazine now, and we have a, a story about him in there, and we'll send it free to anybody that, that contacts us. So just send an email, Kashris at AOL.com, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, the way it sounds, Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Just say, Mashkir story, and we're going to send it to you. 
I believe it's like six pages or so. So we're going to send that to you. So just K-A-S-H-R-U-S at AOL.com. You don't need to put your name in anything. Just say um, Mashkiach story. The other thing I want to mention is that uh, we started the Shear, which we talked about two weeks ago, Baruch Hashem, last week. It was a, I mean, I could tell you it was like a very large crowd, but we still have more people who could come. If you'd like to join a Shear, I'm talking about a men now, uh, who, uh, from for starting in Yeridea, leading to Smicha. Some people get Smicha, some don't, but they, 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 it's learning Hilchas Basa Bechalov, the very important halachos, and we just started. So you can come right away, don't be afraid. It's, uh, it starts, it, it, the class starts at 8.30 to 9.45 on Wednesday nights, and the address, 1114 Avenue O. Again, 1114 Avenue O. 1114 Avenue O, uh, it, at between 8.30 and 9.45. 9.45 is Mariv. So if, you have, if you're interested or your husband is interested, an opportunity of a lifetime to learn Hilchas Basa B'chala properly and uh, be able to answer a lot of the questions in your own, ho- your own house, maybe to, maybe to head towards Smicha, it's your choice. Again, and if you have a question, call us at 718 336 8544. That's my office number, 718-336-8544. Tell you calling about the shear, and we'll try to get back to you. We have a million callers. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Hello? Hello? Yes, go ahead, please. Um, I have here um, planters, dry-roasted peanuts that I got from my grocery, and I know you were talking about, like, Kellogg's um, cornflakes that just has a K. So the same thing with the planters, okay. peanuts, listen, it just has listen, a K. Listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. You, you live in a from area, and you, and you shop in a from store? Yes. You should go back to them and tell them they must take this product off the shelves. Okay. It, it has in it gelatin. Is that correct? Um, I don't look at the ingredients. Well, um, it should it say says cornstarch, corn syrup, solids, melt. Maltodextrin. Does it, say, does it say kosher gelatin? No. Okay. It, the, let me explain to you. The Planters Company has OU on some of their products. The other products, some of them are 100% trafe. It could be that this one isn't 100% trafe, but the K is definitely not a good K. Okay. It's, a, it's somebody, I mean, I don't even know the name of the person, but it's somebody who gives a shkacha on what he calls kosher gelatin. Kosher gelatin is from non-kosher animals, and he calls it kosher because he thinks that gelatin doesn't need to be made kosher. So it comes from bones of non-kosher animals. Now, it, what's possible is that this planter's product doesn't have that gelatin in it, but it's made on the same equipment, in the same plant, packaged together, under his hashkocha. The OU definitely doesn't have anything to do with it, and you should definitely not use that product whatsoever. And then go okay. back to the store and tell them that you heard from me on the, on the air that that product should not be sold in the store. Okay. Thank you very much. I, Thank I want, you. This, is, this an aside, before you take the next caller, this an aside, you should know that I got a call from somebody about this specific thing we're talking about, the planters with the K, and it was being sold in a store in Borough Park, and the store has a big sign that it's under a certain hashkacha. 
And they went to the owner, they went to the, the hashkacha, and he told them, you know, this doesn't belong in a store like this. Your hashkacha, and this product is not a good, good hashkacha, why are you letting it be sold here? So they said, well, you know, it's packaged. He said, but it's not a good hashkacha at all. It's inappropriate. So they said, okay, we'll take it out. He went back three weeks, two, three weeks later. They didn't take it out. And so he called me already. So I said to him, I'll take care of it. I contacted the hashkacha, and I told them that it's really inappropriate that you're giving, you know, you're allowing this. So he answered me, well, pomegranate has hashkacha, and uh, they sell all kinds of products. I said, well, you don't know, but I do know that Kehila organization that gives hashkacha over there the mashkichim sitting in plant, uh, working in uh, pomegranate walk up and down the aisles, and the, uh, the hashkachas, when they come to visit, walk up and down the aisles and don't allow any product to be sold that they have a, a shayla on. Now, they're not going to decide for you, Cholostam. You're right, Cholostam is there. They're not going to decide for you, OU versus Hamish Hashkach. You're right, they're not going to decide that for you. But nothing's going to be sold in pomegranate that's going to be sold that, that, because the Hashkocha takes full responsibility. And Gladmar, I believe the thing, same thing applies because the Hashkocha is very careful about it, aside from the fact that the owner is very careful about it. But you wouldn't find this kind of product that, and people hide behind the fact that it has a K or some name of Hashkocha on it. They won't do that in these other stores. So I told this rabbi, it is past Nishtan Gansen. You're a Hasidish Hashkocha on a Hasidish-owned store in the middle of Borough Park and you're carrying these plant as peanuts with a plain K on it. He contacted me, and within a few hours, it's been removed. So, but yes, these things don't belong in those stores. And when you have a, uh, something you don't find appropriate, go to the store owner and try to get him to take it out because he's only being martial other people. There are a million calls. Let's take a few. <laughs> go ahead, you're unconscious on the air. Yeah, hi. Is it me? Yes. Yeah, hi. Okay, I heard you saying something about pizza, if you do have to wash, you don't have to wash. I wasn't so clear about it. If okay, you're sitting I'm gonna, down I'm gonna say just to it, eat I'm, it, you're not eating it as a meal. Okay, you're just I'm, sitting let, down to slice okay, the pizza. Okay, let, let me explain to you. Let me explain to you again. I'll say the whole thing again in a short form that you'll be able to understand. Okay, thank you. doesn't matter whether you have a piece that have the size of your fingernail or you have <laughs> a piece the size of a mountain. The bracha is going to be basically the same unless you're having the size of a mountain and you're going to swallow You're going to eat the whole thing. If you if you have one slice of pizza, so Rav Moshe Feinstein Zatzal said the bracha is mizonos. But at the same time, my Rebbe taught it's hamotzi. The Debretzina Rav taught it's hamotzi. And there's been a split throughout the years. For all these years since we Jews have been eating pizza. They didn't eat it for 100 years. You can be sure of that. But all the years we're eating pizza, there's been a split. Hamotzi, mizonos. Hamotzi, mizonos. Because the question is how... It is being eaten, and whether it's a snack food or not a snack food, because you're adding on the, the sauce and the uh, and the cheese, so it's like a calzone or whatever it is. So this is the this is the question, and there's a, a split in decision. In Israel, the badats of the Eid Haredes, when they have the stores sells a, a pizza uh, over there, and they say to make mizonos, the dough is so sweet, you don't want to eat it. It doesn't taste like a pizza. It tastes like a piece of cake. It's so sweet. It's because they, they pump it up with uh, a lot of uh, apple juice and maybe sugar. It's, a, it's like an extreme kind of a taste. 
And that's what they do to, to change it completely from a hamotzi food into a mazonos. So this is a very old child. What I mentioned is that Rav David Feinstein, that's Rav, that's Rav Moshe Feinstein's son, told me personally that the, the, the crust of the pizza has to be hamotzi because that's plain flour and water. And if you're not eating it with the sauce and the cheese on top of it, then it can't How about be, if you dip it into ketchup? If you just take the crust of the outside, then that bruches has to be hamotzi. And if you dip it in the ketchup, it probably is still also hamotzi. Because you could put anything on a piece of bread. So it's probably considered to be hamotzi. And they sell little nuggets in the, in the pizza stores. Those things are probably hamotzi. Now, could you make a pizza that's, part, that's really, really uh, uh, mizonos? Maybe, yes, maybe no. If you look at the, um, the frozen pizzas, there you see different types of frozen pizzas. The, traditionally, the frozen pizza was um, was a, was a regular. It, it was it was already um, uh, it, it, sometimes it was not pre cooked, and it was like a regular raw dough underneath. And in some cases, it's got a lot of uh, uh, a lot of fruit juices added. And every one of those is a different question. So if you're eating plain pizza, and if you eat a piece of pizza with uh, French fries and a salad, and a soda, and whatever it is, and you walk away stuffed, so then you're using it as a bread, even though it was really maybe on a snack food on its own right, but it's used as a bread, like just like uh, like Mizona's bread would be a problem if you eat it as a part of a meal. So these are involved, Shilas, best off to speak to your own Rav about it, or mm-hmm. Rebbe, or a teacher in the school, and who teaches halacha, and if you're not clear about it, and you could also contact us. But right now, I have a, at least 10 calls right. coming in. Thank you very much. Okay, go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Thank you. What's, what would you like to know? Yeah, hi. Um, about, there was a person that called before from, about the fruit from Costco. Yeah. Yeah, so I like to just respectfully disagree. Um, we learned last year. We had a very comprehensive Kasha's course. Right. And we learned that any Gaisha store that sells cut-up fruit, you really have to be wary of it. And you should be careful. Like, if it's a full, like, quarter of a watermelon, then you could just cut off the pieces where the knife would have touched and eat it. But if it's, like, a bunch of cut-up pieces of fruit, you never know what to use the knife for. And we learned that you should be careful, and you should rather buy from a dishes store. Okay, so that's the way they taught. The, in, that's the way they taught. But that's not the way we learn in, in, uh, from our, our rebellion in the yeshiva world. Uh, it's good to say it that way. Make the hafri shadam and avera, and it makes it makes a safe situation. But when sometimes we're talking about bottom line, I'm I'm there on the I'm traveling, and I want to know if I can get something or not. The, the real halacha is that if you cut a large amount of something, but they call yeah. the, the shailin hal in in shulchan Ark, it's called melimonis. It's talking about lemon juice where they cut a lot of lemons with it. So therefore. Mm-hmm. And that was even a sharp substance. They, there was, um, the, the, the halacha says that even if there would have been some schmaltz on it, it, it became bottle. So, uh-huh. you see, you have to know what the chances of these things occurring the way you're saying. I had somebody call up. When we were discussing that on the radio, they, they mentioned that they actually saw somebody using a, a knife on a sandwich and then and the cutting. Yes, things can happen. One story can happen. But whether you have to be hoshish for that, again... I, the way I learned Yeridea, 
you don't have to be. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying to you that it is an Akashas course. It's very good to teach it. Maybe on the radio we should do we be doing it like your Akashas course. But I like to try to always say it the way I understand it from the pure halacha, and I don't hold anything back. I always say it just the way um, you know the way do I think the halacha reads, not mm-hmm. necessarily to be uh, to be you know satisfying all kinds of um, nervousness about uh, how people are going to mistake it. Right. Yes, I, I I I agree with you. Uh, if you're going to a store and uh, they, they, you know that there's using, non, let's say, for example, a fruit store. We had one in, in here in Flatbush that does these party, uh, these baskets, and they were using a lot of different things in there, and they had no ashkocha, and they weren't from, and they were, uh, and, uh, and they were using uh, the cheeses and stuff like that and cutting it, and they're making the baskets all the one day. Yeah, I agree with you. That isn't a very good situation. But the typical thing is that they have designated knives, and even if they were once used, once in the history for something not kosher, that we have a rule, stam kalim enibin ayoman. We don't, in today's world, we don't allow things to be dirty when we use the knives, because if we did that, people would get, they would get sick, there would right. be bacteria, and then and they're careful about the bacteria, even they're not careful about kashras. So we don't assume that they're all going to be dirty anymore. The knives, originally, the halacha was that knives are dirty. But you know when you see in your house, you don't leave dirty knives around, you wash them in a second, put them away, and they're not dirty anymore. So stam sakin yeshalov shamnunis, which is mentioned in halacha, doesn't mm-hmm. really apply in most situations today. That's my personal feeling. If a Rav wants to disagree, I'm more than willing to discuss Makaris with him. He can reach me at 718-336-8544. Thank you for the call. Thank you very much. Thank you. Another caller. Go ahead. You're unconscious on the air. We have a few more minutes. Go ahead, please. Hello? Yes, you're on the air. The Mentos, which doesn't have a uh, Hashkach on it, is that the... To be wary of, or First of all, you can't eat Mentos unless you have a very good Ashkocha. And I think if you read the ingredients, you'll see right away why. In, in the product coming from Israel uh, usually has KF from England, uh, but plain Mentos, absolutely not. If it doesn't have Ashkocha, absolutely not. Thank you. Okay, another call. Go, you're unconscious on the air. Can I help you? Hello? Yes, go ahead. You're on the air. I want to know about pita chips. Are they Mizanah or Hamasi? What chips? I didn't hear what you said. What chips? Pita chips. Pita? Yes. Oh, okay. Pita. Usually pita is uh, is Hamotzi. And now, how they make it when they... uh, The Shiley is, can you... Did you remove the the din of Hamotzi if they... Did they put it in oil and it's fried or something? Is that what pita um, chips are? What? Are the pita chips like a piece of pita and it was fried, or what is exactly the pita chips? It's like it's it's like um, a chip like toasted or maybe in oil. Okay, so the the question is if it lost the shame hamotzi. In most right. cases, it didn't lose the shame hamotzi, and the bracha should be should be um, hamotzi. The the problem is like this: even though you're getting it in a snack form. But it was made as real pita, which is right. really hamotzi. You can't take something out of hamotzi and make it mizonos unless it cooked out or or or, or fried out to the point where it changed color. You know, it really is different. I'm not familiar enough with the pita chip itself. Um, if you call my office, I will answer the question for you. We'll find out. Seven one eight three three six eight five four four. But currently, I don't know the answer to that question. 
I, okay. I, I, my, I tend to believe it's hamotzi, but I could be wrong. Maybe they do cook it out to the point where it's changed in its form and, and it's, it, 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 it no longer is called bread. Thank you for the call. Yes, thank you. Okay, you're unconscious on the air. Can I help you? Yeah, hi. I had a question about um, Snapple. The uh, lemon uh, Snapple, on the bottle it's okay, but on, I didn't realize that on the can it's okay, D-E. Now, I've been eating this with <laughs> this meat products uh, for a while. Is there an issue with that? Absolutely. I didn't realize I thought it was okay, and it was the same thing. And why is there a difference uh, also? Okay. I, I again. What was the two things? One said okay. So, so Snapple has a bottle of diet lemon. Okay. And okay. It has I, I got you. Okay. And the Snapple, the Snapple can. I got you. Lemon, I got you. Exactly. Product. It's deep. I, I got you. 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 Okay. So the answer to the question is, if it's obviously being done on different equipment, in order to get the cans. They use they use a different piece of equipment, and that piece of equipment, uh, it may be, uh, if that's the dairy one, I forgot which one you're saying, which was the dairy one. The Let's, can, the can, the. Okay, so that means that they're using a dairy product on those can on a canning machine. So they have to, by the okay rules, have to say okay de. Now, if you're a Sfardi, the answer is you you don't have to you don't have to eat it after after meat. You could eat it with meat. If you took an Ashkenaz. And again, maybe I'm wrong because you, maybe there's actual residue in there. You have to ask the okay. You call them at 718-756-7500 if you're Sephardi. If you're an Ashkenaz, you definitely can't eat it with uh, meat because an Ashkenaz cannot eat uh, DE equipment together with meat. Okay? Thank you very much. You're certainly welcome. Go ahead. You're on Kasha's on the air. Can I help you? Yeah. Um, I called earlier... About fruit, I wasn't clear. I meant frozen, cut-up fruit, and I meant specifically strawberries. Uh, the strawberries, we don't personally recommend. And 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 uh, they, we talked about that the, the cut-up, and I wasn't concerned about the cut-up so much. But strawberries, we don't recommend at this time, except for let's say. Uh, Positive makes a strawberry. Maybe somebody else does. But but if you're not getting really high quality. Cashless wise, the strawberries are filled with bugs. And even though they wash it very well, they're still filled with bugs. You don't want to eat strawberries unless it has a very, 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 very good hashgach on it. Thank you for the call. Thank you for okay. clarifying. Kashrus, you're on Kashrus here. Can we help you? Yeah, how are you? Right down to the wire. Last call. Go ahead. I please. wanted to, yeah, thank you very much. I wanted to ask you in regards to um, a Lipton iced tea I got. Uh, I didn't know. I thought it was cold. I don't know. There was a K in the back. Is that is the, is the, on Lipton? Do you know of the, I um, don't know offhand. You'd have to contact the company or uh, the website or call the company and ask who the Hushkoch is. If you're not sure about it, you can maybe give us a ring at the office, 718 336 I'm sorry we have no more time. Thank you. Okay, I just want to remind everybody that we are having a shear on Wednesday night. Starting, We just started Bus of Bacall, if anybody would like to join. 8.30 to 9.45, any men? 8.30 to 9.45, we have Svarim and we have everything available. 8.30 to 9.45, Hills Bus of Bacall, 1114 Avenue O. 1114 Avenue O. Call us if you have any information you want. 718-336-8544. 
uh, email us to get um, the uh, Mashkich of the Year awards um, or award these uh, interview, an eight-page uh, document, I believe it is. And uh, contact us at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Just say Mashkir Story, and we'll email it to you. Until next week, this is your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. Thank you for listening. www.jrootradio.com.